back quarterback number 19 Bernie Bernie oh yeah how oh, you can throw yeah 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 Bernie Bernie oh baby Super Bowl All right. Welcome to the second episode, season four, six B's in a P, here on AquabareLegion.com. I am your host, Brian Costco, here once again with our full cast of co-hosts, Ian Wolf. Get swole, bro. Brian Weeby. Yo, Broncos. Chris Poland. Ian Lips, bruh. Just gonna go throw some steel and... We're here after, I mean, big shocker, another opening day loss where the Browns looked like they didn't actually have the same amount of practice and training as the other teams. <laughs> like, it reminded me of watching an exaggerated version of, like, if we put together a ragtag team and played the Jets. <laughs> Like, Ian would be like, oh, my God, Ian's running for a touchdown. Oh, my God, he got hit in the skull and did a 720 in the air, and he's dead. Sideways, not head over heels. That was, like, the second hit he took, too. There was one yeah. before that. All right, well, real fast, before we get into all of this, because obviously the Browns starting their season with a loss against the Jets, 31-10. to 10. And before we get into the rest of this episode, I do want to state right from the beginning, I've thought about this all day, I'm going to try to be as positive as I can Throughout this episode, I think we have some good stuff to talk about. That was a terrible football game. We're going to talk about it a little bit, I imagine. But we have good – there's good stuff here, people. We're going to work with what we have and polish this turn. Shine it. <laughs> so the Browns lose to the Jets 31-10, 11th straight opening day loss. They're 1-16 on game one since returning in 1999. And there's a whole lot of reasons that they lost this game, but real quick, there's a few mentioned here. Ian, looks like penalties. Yeah, lots of them. Uh, 12 for 109 yards. I think maybe 10 of those were in the first half, or 9. It was, yeah, most of that. Yeah, it was uh, sloppy. And turnovers, Brian Reedy. Yep, there were some turnovers. (laughs) Lots of them. All kinds, too, like the various varieties of turnovers. Yeah, you got some, like, it's like opening a, a magic pack and fucking finding a black lotus when you see the interception come fumble. The interception ripped away, and I don't know, Ian, if it's worth looking up, but if it is, you can. The I don't remember what the yardage, like, change was there, because I feel like Gibson ran a little bit, didn't he? It wasn't a whole lot, but the important thing was it was a third and long. Right. right. And that was well, but I'm... What I'm most interested in is how those Magic the Gathering references go over at the gym. Oh, they go over. Oh, yeah, that's right, America. We have forgotten the lead with the biggest breaking news. Ian, play the breaking news music. Ian Wolf is going to the gym. He wants everybody to know. I'm going to tell you because I've heard it around town. It is true. I have. Uh, I've... Oh, my God. Sorry. The sound just started playing from my headphones. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. It's yeah. not the gym, you're on a podcast now. Yeah, it's true. I was getting ready to uh, do some crunches again. I thought you were already doing them. Well, yeah, but I was going to do double crunches. It's advanced. I learned it this week. It's fine. Um, I am so uh, out of shape, I don't even know what double crunches are. So it's like when you're in the middle of a crunch, when you reach the apex of your crunch, you stop, and then you do another like mini crunch on top of it. Do you finish the first one after that? No, you don't finish the first one at all. So it's like a crunch and a half. Yeah, basically. But you do crunch a on crunch. What a crunchery! <laughs> <laughs> what a crunchery we live in. So, Josh McCown era for the Browns. Maybe that might have been it. There's a chance that <laughs> right. It's, totally, it's completely within reason that that is all Josh McCown is going to have played. The 90-yard touchdown drive that ended with him getting his skull fractured by some dude. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking with uh, Coach Petten today. We were looking at some storage lockers, and uh-huh. uh, word on the street is they don't know if McCown will be back in time for Sunday. So uh, Manziel's like, getting all the reps. So, Dr. Football. 
I think he's going through like the concussion protocol, but you you guys are looking at some storage lockers? Yeah, he's he's a really good bidder, you know. He knows how to Oh, like the storage oh, like, like, yeah. I thought yeah, you, he's... Like, you guys are like moving into a smaller place and just No, we're just, you know, a couple came up in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, we're taking a peek. What are you doing out there? Storage lockers, man. Taking oh. all that uh, Indiegogo money and buying a bunch of lockers. Yeah, that's right. Brian Weeby, we should mention while we're plugging things. I guess Ian, we just kind of plug that he goes to the gym, but I think that's fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah it's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. It definitely is. I've seen you not go to there for a while. And that's also a large deal. Yeah. Like, so, Brian Weeby, you just uh, finished a feature film called A Good Person, and it just got Kickstarter Indiegogo funded to help you uh, send it away to festivals and do some of that stuff. Yep, I'm pretty happy about that. First successful uh, Indiegogo, so... Yeah, and as you, yeah feels as good. You, as you mentioned, the movie does not really exist, and you're spending the money on storage lockers like that. Yes. Okay. So, so either way... I live in a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody check it out. <laughs> Chris, you got anything you want to push? Oh, no. The fucking gear shift of my life is stuck in neutral, boys. Well, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to take your time and talk some more. <laughs> Please so, do. Sure. We'll, we'll give it to you at the end of the episode, okay? Okay, okay. I appreciate so, it. Write, write down some thoughts. Josh McCown... Um, takes the Browns down the field on the first drive, does some stuff that scared me a little bit, and then runs for like 20 yards towards the end zone and for some unbelievable reason dives headfirst in the air instead of going to the right or left or sliding. He was and trying to do a Manziel. He was Manziel, but he's 35, <laughs> and there was three Jets converging. He might be older than that. Isn't he older than that? He's, he's got to be like 31 or some shit. I think Brandon, he's 39. Let me stats this real quick. Right. So, basically, McCown gets hit hit once, from what I gathered, by one guy, which caused the ball to immediately blast out of his hands, right? Holy shit, he's 36? 36. Yeah. He gets hit again, helmet to helmet, side of the head, no laughing matter, totally gets knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. Jets get the ball in the end zone, their ball, not a touchdown. But I want to also point out... He was literally knocked for a loop. Knocked for a loop. Yeah, Ah, yeah, that's good. The only flag thrown on the play was 15 yards against the Browns (laughs) for personal foul because some dude kicks some dude. Not for the helmet-to-helmet. If they would have got the helmet-to-helmet hit, it would have been first and goal on the one. Yeah, I'm not sure they give you the helmet-to-helmet if you just go throwing your helmet at stuff. It's true. Other helmets? Yes. He was kind of throwing his helmet towards other helmets. It would have been funny if they called a helmet-to-helmet on him. (laughs) We have a quote here. I don't remember who this is. No regard for his well-being. You said that on the text message thing, and I thought it was hilarious because it was so true, and it was before we knew he wasn't coming back in the game. Right, yeah. He just seemed like he didn't give a fuck. And the thing about it is, I heard somebody describe it today that, you know, before he got hurt and was diving in the end zone, if he wouldn't have got hit there, how amazing would that have been? Josh McCown's first Browns drive, diving for touchdowns and shit, dude. We would have been. Going. I gotta say, it was a great drive. Like he great did drive. the way that started. I was feeling really good, but uh, but it, it, it ended quite predictably. Yeah, it yeah. really did. <laughs> On the one-yard line. Yeah. In tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> An actual tragedy. That should be th- that could be uh, another Browns thing. It's tragedy on the one-yard line. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns story. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, before we get in past McCown, I want to ask the three of you a very serious question the best I can on this show. Does Josh McCown start for the Browns again this year, Ian? Uh, will he probably, because Manziel will probably get his ass hurt. Uh, should he? No. He, he's 36. You may as well see what you get out of a whole season in Manziel. This team's not going anywhere. Right. No, why not? Yeeps. I mean, I think we'll see him again. I kind of hope he's honestly healthy by next week and wins the game. Because I think Manziel's making progress, but I still just feel like 
the world's out to get him, and uh, if he tries, you know, if he starts too much now, he's just going to probably burn out and fade away. Chris? I agree. Odds are we'll see him again. Who knows? Maybe even we'll see Heartline at uh, quarterback. <laughs> I, was, I, was kinda, I was hoping. I was actually hoping. Is he technically the third QB? He was that game after uh, his backup after McCown got hurt. Wow. Neat catch, man. What's a good catch? So Manziel came in, Dr. John Football, uh, brought into the game pretty good first half, I guess. Good first throw. Yeah, long touchdown to uh, Travis Benjamin. Yeah, that was pretty sweet, 54 yards, I think. That was more blown coverage than anything. Right. And oh. definitely. Oh, go ahead. I was saying, you really think about it. When good things happen to the Browns, it's not that the Browns have done good things. It's that the other team is in some way fucked up. That's true. That 54-yard touchdown was definitely. But the thing well, is, what... Travis Benjamin's been. That's been a constant ever since Brandon Whedon. Is that uh, it can be a terrible game, but Travis Benjamin might have a 60-yard touchdown. <laughs> it's true. He had some good fantasy stats. Even it was like 89 yards <laughs> to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. B. Love to have you on the show. But besides that, a bunch of crap. There was the 49-yard extra point. Did any of you guys catch that? Yeah, that, was, that was hilarious. Longest, longest in history, right? Longest yep. in history. And then whatever. What was his name? Coons? I, yeah, Coons. I so. I did not know they had moved the extra points back until I saw that. When they were lining up, I'm like, did they get a celebration penalty or something? Yeah. No. It's all stuck. Besides that, though, three turnovers, two fumbles. Uh, you know, I think there was a lot of things, uh, you know, he did. He had a lot of good runs that were called back because of holding, but maybe there's a holding because he's scrambling too much. You know, it's hard to say what's uh, the cause there, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I personally didn't feel like uh, Manziel or McCown were necessarily who lost the game. I think it was a poor effort overall. The defense, to me, looked really terrible. Bad. Um, and I think the re- main turning point for me we already touched on was the Gibson interception that was then ripped out of his hands. I mean, Brandon Marshall thugging. I think if he catches that ball, it's a different game. But I think that happened and everything changed. There was a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there was a few moments like that. And I hate to be that guy because the Browns definitely deserve to lose this game. But there was that interception get ripped out of hands, the McCown um, turnover, you know, in the end zone. And there was something else, too. There was another time where there was a huge penalty, you know, that just like, ripped, put him right back to nothing. Um, Might have been that, that long scramble by Manziel on, like, third and 14 or something. or third that, got draw, that got pulled back. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. It just totally, like, any little bit of momentum that would start to go their way would get ripped away, you know. And, um, so Manziel finishes... And I agree with you, Weeby. That's largely what I took away from it. it. I really don't want to watch 16 games of him playing football right now, but he looked better than he did at the end of last season. It just all, also, too, I mean, it kind of seemed like, you know, I watched a ton of games this past weekend, and it just seems to me like the preseason is too long, and yet it prepares no one to play the game. Right, nothing is good. Nothing comes of it. You know, like they're baby and Manziel, so he didn't take any reps in practice for like two weeks. And what do you know? He plays in the game. You know, like it just still seemed like a, a practice game, or like they were in that mode. You know, um, it was weird. It felt like it hadn't really started, and I didn't think if the Jets played particularly great or anything. You know, but they were. Good enough. And speaking of the Jets, I'm going on. We have a new segment here on Six Bs and a P, uh, and I think this comes from Brian Weeby. This is your idea, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Ian, I want you to cue up the music for uh, "Let's Talk Some Shit." Let's talk some shit. And this week it's about the Jets, Brian Weeby. Uh, what do you got? Well, you know, I feel like I had better material when I wrote this down, but. <laughs> mainly, mainly, you know, fuck the Jets. I mean, they're That's a terrible-ass team. Like, you know, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who seems like a former Browns quarterback. Harvard grad. Totally, totally. What else? I mean, just... I just thought the Jets, and this is an insult, man. Yeah, they hear it out, though. I felt like the Jets were just, like, a slightly better version of the Browns. 
Pretty much, and that seems to have been like something that I've felt uh, similarly. Didn't they beat him last season in a game we should have won? Fitzpatrick's just the uh, – Josh McCown's a poor man's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I Josh feel Mc- like on this very podcast one time I was like, well, we may have lost the game, but at least Ryan Fitzpatrick's not our quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many times he beats us, I still feel that way. He just well, seems like the worst. He With that beard, he looks like he should be like, he, he owns a business that sells mason jarts. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the beard, but I, I don't know. I've seen him talk before, and it just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shit-talking for fucking death. Is it what he says? Or the way he talks? I think the way he talks. Like, I saw him... He was on the Texans last year, right? Like, he had uh, Brian Hoyer's old job, I think. That's correct. Brian Hoyer does no longer has Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's now his old job. Uh, I don't know. That's just... It seems like I was thinking about that, too, how there's, like, this group of just... Uh, you know... I don't like saying this as a Browns fan, but, like, bottom feeder teams, and they just seem to kind of cycle out players, you know? Well, there's that article. I posted it to the 6P1P Facebook by uh, Joe Poznanski. He's usually a baseball writer, but apparently he's a, sort of a, an off-and-on, again, lifelong Browns fan, where he, he points out that the Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only two teams to employ both McCown brothers as starting quarterbacks. Ooh. Taking bottom feeders. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing. I mean, the Jets just seem like a well, like a slightly higher up version of that. Like they get their draft a little better. And let's talk about that real fast before we get into. And look at our coach. Our coach is Jets trash, frankly. Yeah, he's Jets trash. <laughs> Man, GD Patton. Yeah. Ugh. Remember when we? Remember when Man? And we, we. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. All those Jets. Yeah. Yeah. We had like twenty Jets on our team all of a sudden. Now he's a coach. He's a coordinator for somebody this season. My team, dude. 49ers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They looked pretty pretty good yesterday. They did beat the shit out of Chris Poland's team, and we'll talk about that later. By beat the shit, <laughs> one point in overtime or some stuff. Right? No, I think they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that's right. Fuck him. So fuck the Jets. Uh, I, You're totally right. I'm glad I'm not a fan of that team. I, I mean, they had the best story of the offseason when that, the linebacker tried Smith's job. Yeah, that yeah. seems like something that could have happened to Manziel. I mean, we're just right in their league, really. So before we stop talking shit on the Jets, I believe we have a copy of their roster here. Yes. And our first, we're doing a couple quizzes this week, and Brian Weeby's got a few questions throughout the podcast, and... and Ian will get put on the hot seat later, but we have to decide what Brian Weeby's favorite name is on this as well as give some of our favorites. And um, I'm waiting for it to load. We have a story, too, that we'll talk about here in a few before we go to break about Justin Gilbert. Uh, oh, man, Justin Gilbert. So Brian Hoyer, that, not to bounce around, I'm waiting for this to uh, load up here. Brian Hoyer did start for the Texans, speaking of bottom feeders switching quarterbacks. <laughs> Making Ryan Fitzpatrick's old job. And uh, Hoyer won the job over Ryan Mallett, another quarterback that the Browns almost got at some point. And Hoyer did not do good. I just I read this and I was like, I can't believe a pro player is talking like this. And Ho- the quote is, I feel terrible, Hoyer said. I feel like I let this entire organization down. I mean, it just went from bad to worse. <laughs> and I just want to say, I mean, silver lining. He said that as a Texan, not as a Brown. Right. <laughs> would have said that last year. The future quote, where did he say it? He would have guessed Brown. Exactly. Wow, these are some amazing names. I just got the Jets' names to load. I feel like DeBrickishaw Ferguson's too obvious to be your favorite. We And I, it's come up on the podcast before. I know that it's probably Cologne, but Willie Colon's pretty good. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Old Willie Colon. Love to have you on the show. What about, I don't think this is it, but what about Ledger Doosable? <laughs> that is it. Is that, that it? it? Yes, and Ledger? it's uh, is it Ledger? It's Lee J. Doosable. Lee J. Doosable. Wow, that seems like something. If somebody you know is just like a some local color, or like some colloquialism or something of like, 
Hey, you think you could get that done today? And it's like, yeah, I think that's doozable. <laughs> I think that's leger doozable. Um, Dakota think, Dakota Dozier sounds like a tween pop star. Dakota Dozier. Uh, I was gonna say porn star. Yeah, for that too. Bryce Petty sounds like he plays what one might call the hillbilly sports. <laughs> Both of those names seem like they could be characters on that TV show Nashville. <laughs> so should Tanner Purdom. There's a lot of... Uh, Brino Giacomini? Buster Screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. We're just trading trash. Yeah, moving it around, right? And like last year we lost to a the Jets and they had that... Uh, it was it Robert Nelson or somebody? who <laughs> David Nelson. Yeah, we dropped him in camp, and the Jets pick him up, and he beats us. Like, that shit drives me crazy. Yeah. Fuck the Jets. Fuck everything. Who wants to talk about Justin Gilbert? Fuck him, I don't too. know this story. Tell me this story. He got... I don't have it in front of me, so this is conjecture. It's good. <laughs> conjecture is good enough in this case, yeah. I think. You can Google just, Justin Gilbert. Just do that and hit news, and it'll come <laughs> up. But essentially had like a road rage incident and for those that are unfamiliar Justin Gilbert was our very high first round pick last year in the we ended up getting Manziel later in the round and he sucked right fair to say not yeah. good real quick if I may uh, speaking of first round picks if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round you expect him to start right yeah I think so Cameron Irving didn't get do that right no he only came in when Greco got dinged up for a couple plays and Mitchell Schwartz, apparently, they <laughs> thought he was going to lose his job to that dude. Hey, he should lose his job. We'll talk about the Browns draft late, later on. There's a All big right. problem there. Justin Gilbert, though, picked like sixth or some shit? Seventh? I think it was eighth. Yeah, whatever. He... I'm going to say ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, hold on. Do you have a guess? Eleventh? Uh, Eleventh. All right, here we go. Let's drum roll, please. NFL Draft, 2014, round number one, pick number eight. Mm. But did they they traded up from nine though, or something, right? Because somebody just was gonna snap it, snap him. Somebody <laughs> should have snapped him. Snapped him. Stabbed so him. Gilbert has a bit of a road rage incident after he still hasn't gotten a starting job or even like a situational role too much and didn't look good in camp or anything, and essentially was speeding, and some dude cut him off or something, and they exchanged some middle fingers and some language, and then Gilbert, like, raced up beside him and threw dip (laughs) at his windshield. And then promptly crashed his car. (laughs) And drove off the road. Try not to laugh here, because he's okay, because he's fucking an idiot. Crashes his car into, like, a fence. (laughs) Right? Yeah. We got a story. We got to pull it. I got to pull this up. Yeah, what's, uh, where's the uh, background check, the character studies on these, uh, on these draft picks? Well, let's talk about the draft. Do you want to talk about the draft now or you want to hold off? Let's talk about the draft. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about fail for Cardale real quick, and then we're going to, um, take it to a break. We'll maybe save Terrell Suggs for later. Uh, yeah. So, Draft, here's the thing. At this point now, Billy Wynn's been traded. You know, there's the whole Trent Richardson, Brandon Weed and bullshit a couple of years ago. Phil Taylor is gone. Gilbert's throwing chewing tobacco at people at 3 in the morning <laughs> 5 miles an hour. You know, Manziel's still a pretty big question mark. Terrence West is gone. Terrence West is gone. And West We're playing him next week. Yeah, Terrence West will yeah, will be playing. Might even be starting for the Titans, right? He played this week. Well, let me check my fantasy waiver wire. <laughs> Sponsored by Pierogi Mountain. If he's going against the Browns, he's worth at least 25 points. It's true. I thought about starting Mariota. I have him on my bench. <laughs> so we have this thing where... All these draft picks, and the Browns, obviously being terrible, had high ones for a while, and were like, you know, quote, rebuilding and hoarding picks, too. They're blowing them. <laughs> they traded Terrence West, who I admit kind of sucks, right? Oh, yeah. Not like Crowell looked much better, but they 
traded him a third round pick that they traded up for. Mm. They treated him for like a conditional seventh rounder or something. Yeah. yeah. Last year, dude, Vince Mayo, that wide receiver they drafted in the fourth round this year, he already got cut. It's crazy. They're just blowing picks. Yeah. It seems like the Browns are good at, like, a particular, like, kind of, like, uh, you know, Joe Thomas, right, or uh, Joel Batonio, or... Alex Mack. Yeah, like, they're good at picking people that are, like... But, I mean, none of that shit really matters. I I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, like once in a line like, is important, but like so is Aaron Rodgers or you know whatever. Like, <laughs> well, hey man, it's Sonny doing it his way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they when they hit on a guy like Thomas or Batonio or something, it's like once every five years instead of two or three guys like that per year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not two or three guys like that per year, but like two or three solid players. And the yeah, Browns are not doing that at all. At all, and that's a problem because. It makes for this lack of just talent, overall talent, not to be like bummered about it. Like when you're you're not getting anything back for these guys. Like why aren't we sending out some seventh round conditional picks to try some dudes out? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Where are the other teams that are getting rid of their Terrence West? I just feel like we're drafting well, people. We picked up that uh turban guy from the yeah. And he seems like he might be good, you know, but he's uh, out for four to six weeks, I think. Yeah, I mean, just all of that seemed very, like, what the hell are you doing, you know? To get rid of prior for that, too, by the way. Yeah, to get rid of, uh, well, to get rid of T-West on the eve of the opening day when you're going to play him in week two. Browns. And then to really not have an immediate replacement... And for as much as I like the idea of Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson, showed us nothing in this first game. And more to the point, uh, Duke Johnson, I don't think at that point, had even been cleared to participate in week one. Right. They were down to one healthy quarter. Or I think Drone was the same way. They only had one running back. Yeah, Drone was on the practice squad, I think, at that Crowell. point. Ugh. I mean, that's what I'm worried about. Like, you know, here we got a situation, and I'm not trying to sound... Like, I actually want to talk about this constructively. I think we've been doing a good job of that. The, the Farmer, like, what's going on? He's drafting all these guys. He's not even – he's drafting guys that aren't making the team. Like, yeah. there seems to be a gap between him and Pet. He, I mean, look at – the free agent signings haven't been great. Look at Dwayne Bow. He yeah. didn't even play. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he got grabbed a couple decent undrafted free agents last year. Bully for him, I guess, but – I don't know. Maybe if he stopped texting dudes on the sideline and actually so did player evaluation. Six games or four games, whatever it like, is. You, you would take that shit if it was like, you know, a world-class GM doing something like that. Like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll keep on. We'll, we'll just eat the four-game suspension. But it's very fucking farmer. I mean, he's cheating, doing it poorly, and they still let him keep his job. True. <laughs> but, I mean, when he goes, you got to think Pettin's going to go. Yeah, which, whatever. Who cares anymore? Anything I else had a thought, that? though. I, you know, there seems to be, because last year, too, they were supposedly, uh, who was our big free agent uh, running back signing last oh, year? And we ben, cut him. Oh, ben Tate. Ben Tate, yeah. Another example of uh, some sort of disconnect. But I feel like if you watch these movies, right, about football teams and ragtag losers, you have to as a coach, bend a little to try to get the bad boys to buy in. And uh, it seems like the Browns don't seem to get that. Mm. It seems like they're just giving the bad boys their walking papers. So you feel like Maybe my... they need to have a beer and a little adventure with them. So what you're saying is uh, ladies ain't creaming their jeans about these Browns. <laughs> one way, I looked at it like maybe Mike Pett needs to watch the movie Necessary Roughness. <laughs> or yeah. even perhaps the program. Nothing but bad sure. boys. Blue Chips, possibly. I know it's basketball, but uh, uh, it's a great sports movie. Major League. Cleveland, at least. Yeah, That's- you know. You gotta have the bad boy and, uh, you know, like, look at the Dallas Cowboys. Who's the bad Dennis, boy in the Browns Dennis team? Bryant, you know, mm-hmm. like, they basically were like, do whatever you want. We've hired a guy to cover it up for you. you. Remember, dude, Des Bryant broke a bone in his foot on Sunday. 
Yes. Did you see that video of him, like, hype as shit in the tunnel, like, hopping around, like, punching the air and, like, grabbing dudes after they won? Yeah. It was pretty amazing. So, you know, I feel like we got to... I don't know. I just... Certain teams, too. I mean, it's even Mansell. You draft the guy, you know he's a party animal, and let and then you try to cage him? Come on. Just got a bunch of cornball motherfuckers is all. Donnie Football's hey, passing out on swans. Bitches. Look at Rob Gronkowski. You know, like, he's a party animal. You're and letting Gronk trying to be get Gronk. him to stop. You're letting Gronk be Gronk. Exactly. But the point of the back, bringing it back home, Justin Gilbert can't really just be Justin Gilbert because he's <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. You only accept the bad boys if there's at least a little talent. Yeah, he's throwing dip at, like, middle-aged men at 3 a.m. So along all these same lines, I feel like this is a good segue of the last thing before break, we already, in our culture of looking forever ahead, not only have election season coming up already, but hashtag fail for Cardahill. Mm. Jesus Christ. The guy's not even that good. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, Browns. Yeah. Ian, explain uh, that situation for everybody. Explain what? I'm sorry. Like Cardale Jones. And... Well, I mean, he's the Ohio State quarterback, kind of, maybe. He started the last the, the two playoff games in the national championship, and I think maybe the... Big Ten Championship last year and came in and just kind of dominated. He's a big motherfucker. He's got a strong as shit arm, but his, my understand is just not really a sound uh, fundamental sort of quarterback. It's more like athleticism right now carrying him, and nobody's seeing like good footwork or anything like that. And I believe he's from Cleveland. Is he? Yeah, let me double check that. It works so well for Hoyer. Yeah. Well, and I've heard a lot of, like, uh, sports commentators be like, you know, well, the one dude in particular, what's his name, the Browns guy uh, for ESPN, can't think of his name at the moment, don't uh, really care for him too much. Tony Grossi? Yeah, Tony Grossi. He was saying uh, that he he thinks, and he said, uh, you know, he didn't make a big deal out of it, but just that the backfield of Ohio State's better than the Browns. So. Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather have Zeke Elliott than anybody else in the Browns backfield. He's a monster. So, you know, already here we are. Carl Jones, as he had mentioned, sort of the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes who are, you know, 2-0 and or whatever. But Barrett played some already, the other guy who's also really good. Yep, also sort of the starting quarterback. So, I mean, it is Either way, yeah. they have an entire season. The Browns just started their first one, and already the campaign has begun. And and I guess to jump back just a touch, uh, I mean, part of this is one thing we were talking about, uh, Terrell Pryor being dropped. And, you know, I guess to me that seems like a bad move in terms of the fact of, like, I feel like the Browns should make it their goal to be, like, get Ohio State players to stay in Ohio, frankly. (laughs) I think think that's the best... The best chance the Browns have at success is to be like, hey, you like living in Columbus and banging hoes and playing football? You know, Cleveland's only about an hour away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I I don't know. It just seems like everybody else who's played, you know, in Florida or California or wherever else, (laughs) any other state is going to hear Cleveland Browns and be like, I don't know. But if you yeah. played at Ohio State, you'd be like, cool. Sounds good. Banging hoes, free tattoos. Yep. I mean, that's probably, I shouldn't say things like that. But, uh. It could be banging bros. It's a new. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, right, whatever. They're, they're hanging and banging. Either yeah, way. It doesn't matter what they're banging so long as they're banging. Yeah. Or all banging. On as long as you're happy, yeah, do what right. you love. As, on long that as, note, as long as you love banging. We're going to take you to our first break. Come back. We got, uh, we're all going to talk about our other teams. We're going to talk about Woo-hoo. Terrell Suggs and how he's a bitch. And put Ian Wolf on the birthday hot seat. Ooh. Go Browns. Browns. This is Lou Groza of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. Thank you. 
Yeah, bringing us yeah. back there. Six P's and a P. Aqua Schmerzklesion dot drum. <laughs> Are you okay? I was like, <laughs> I had a thing happen there. Aquabeerlegion.com. By a thing, do you mean a stroke? <laughs> sure. I had a little special teams tackle dance. Sparkle dance. <laughs> it says it in the outline, special teams tackle dance. Oh, remember the guy got the tackle for the Browns and did oh, the yeah, little Craig Robinson. dance? It was the best. Yes. Best part of that fucking game. That and the our punter's like 66-yard punt. Yeah, that was awesome. Big punt. Big man. Big leg. Best player on the Who team. texting me? Matt Majeski. Big leg punter. Matt Majeski can punt a football. Can it? I'm thinking so. Why doesn't he try out for the Browns? Because the punter's the only good one on the goddamn team. Oh, yeah. That's true. Or he's got a big leg on him. It's just, just the one. So... <laughs> Do you want to talk about Terrell Suggs quick and then go to our other teams? Uh, my question is why are we talking about Terrell Suggs? Brian well, Levy? I would say this is a silver lining in football this week as he is now out for the season. <laughs> and uh, I particularly hate him because uh, wow. he seems terrible. Uh, he talks shit about the Browns. He's a bad person. And... Uh, when all of the, you know, like Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson stuff was happening last year, I was kind of like, so what about this guy? He's got a, a laundry list of terrible things he's done. So, you know, I guess I just feel no uh, pity or sympathy or anything towards him. Well, what, but, what did he hold over his wife and newborn child? Oh, I have a guess. That is the uh, trivia question. Was it the uh, Sword of Damocles? <laughs> no. <laughs> What was it? His Jennies? Nope. <laughs> Jennies. Chris, do you have a guess? Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. An umbrella in the rain. Oh. Oh, that's... Well, if that rain was bleach that he was holding over his wife and newborn and raining down on him without an umbrella, he bleached <laughs> them. Yeah, he like was threatening them and held bleach over them. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. And, I mean, this is not the only thing this guy's done. And, like, I don't know. To me, if you're going to hand ring and all that, you know, it's just as silly to me. Yeah, fuck Terrell Suggs. He's got at least a four-item legal trouble section on his Wikipedia page. Jesus Christ. And you smoke weed and you're out for the season. Exactly. It makes no sense. Well, I mean, it's... You know, abusing weed is way worse than abusing women, Chris. Come on. <laughs> We've also that. got... Uh, well, uh, the other thing, too, and not to be become the, like, you know, I judge every football player's character or whatever, but, uh, you know, Pac-Man Jones, he's done a bunch of stuff, and I was thinking of him in regards to Justin Gilbert, how, like, you know, we get Justin Gilbert who does, like, stupid stuff, and then, like, Pac-Man Jones is like, got... I don't know. I feel like he's got some crazy stories, and he also smashed Amari Cooper's head onto his own helmet last week. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled his helmet off. Him. That was pretty raw dog, man. Yeah. Can we all admit that this thing that we... I mean, I'm not going to say we all love it, but at least enjoy is just really awful. Like, start to finish, the NFL is a terrible thing. Oh, it football's the worst. Yeah. 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 the breaking news real quick? I mean, look at, look at the kid that, like, hurt his yeah. neck. Yeah, I did. I was, I was getting... And I want to get off on a rant here. The news is breaking. Okay, break the news. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Matt Majeski texted, Hi, Browns Nation. <laughs> nice. Well worth it. Yeah, it's just fucked up and disgusting. And I saw it with the Murray Cooper thing, uh, McCown. Ugh. Heads. Smashing of heads. I propose that next year we just don't watch football and do a uh, professional wrestling podcast. Because no professional wrestlers have ever done anything no. racist or <laughs> bad to women. And when they retire, everything goes great for them. I did recently quote, and I don't think I was on the show when Randy said this, but Chris repeated it at one point that uh, wrestling's real and football's fake. Yep. And I do kind of feel that way sometimes, too, where I just feel like things are, you know, 
waited for the winners to keep on winning, you know? What is the appeal to us? Is it just big dudes running into each other? Because now that I go to the gym, I get it. <laughs> now that you've been throwing steel. Yeah, now that I could be one of those big dudes running into another big dude. I'm like, yeah, fucking bring it on. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. So, in what way we've decided this season to uh, sort of at least have something other than the rounds to talk about? We have each chosen another team at random uh, last week. Brian Weeby is the Denver Broncos, Ian the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Chris Poland, the Minnesota Vikings, and myself, the San Francisco 49ers. So quick update for everybody. Later on in the year, I think we all have some hopeful special guests lined up. I would love to get Adam Torres on here. Hey, can I just throw this out here? Do it. Um, I've been polling the audience, and uh, our listener already does not like this segment. Really? Yeah, he yeah, wants dude. us to talk about the Browns and not other teams. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. You can you know, recognize, say you're out with your lady, you can both identify, hey, it's a good-looking lady over there. You're just looking. That's all it is. That's all okay. it is, Dave. Just is it Dave? Is it Dave? Of course it's Dave. Come on. <laughs> we know who our listener is. Come on. Joe? Uh, he's at the bars tonight. There are so many more man hours spent making this show than are lost listening to it. <laughs> That's crazy about it. I don't know why. It's not about what is our intent or thing for the Browns. It's for this podcast. I know. Well, we feel like a, a, an obligation to Dave. <laughs> and Dave's upset. I, I guess I'm... I, I, well, what do we do? do it because I like doing it, and I actually I listen to it too. Maybe that's sad to just like at times listen to a conversation I had like a week ago. But hey, man, I, listen, I, mean, I think I that's why I do it all the time. Do we? Do we, I mean? Do we compromise our art for commerce because Dave doesn't like this bit? <laughs> well, I think no. we can give we can give it a try this week, but just know that uh, we're skating on thin ice with mm. our 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 biggest fan. We're about to lose our key demo. <laughs> So, I am going to give it a go. Let's do it. Other teams. Brian Weeby, what's up with the Broncos? Well, uh, in good news for the Browns, and that's really how I evaluated it, they uh, beat the Ravens. Yeah. So, Woo! And, I mean, they didn't do a pretty job of doing it. Like, both teams looked pretty bad. You know, that's kind of what I was talking about with this, like, preseason seemed to have prepared no one to actually play football. Uh... Peyton Manning looks really rough, man. He was, I don't know. He was yeah. not strong. And it was difficult because I was playing against him in uh, fantasy this week, so I really didn't want him to do well, but I wanted the Ravens to lose, and I also wanted to try to be a, you know, good quote-unquote fan of the Broncos, which I will never be. I've never really liked the team, but... Uh, you. As a Browns fan, you should honestly... Yeah. Yeah, you should have traded off. Ian, what's up with the Eagles? Probably right. Uh, I... They played, and they... <laughs> they lost in the last minute. They lost in... Oh, my God, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, I honestly forgot about this until the text thread when somebody brought it up. Well, that is not going to win over Dave. Chris Paul. <laughs> uh, I did watch the Vikings game. We played your team, Costco, the 49ers. I say we played you, but uh, the Vikings did not show up at all. Um, I did get to watch with a hardcore Vikings fan, my buddy Doug. Um, his biggest criticism was that we did not have Adrian beats his son in on every play. Yeah, I felt similarly. I mean, it's like you got him back, uh, give him the football. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not a game. I do like that you're committing to the bit enough to already be referring to you and the Vikings in the uh, as we. All right. Go Vikes, but not Sunday because my Purple team. power. Monday, whatever. The 49ers beat them. And the, the 49ers, like, I didn't even realize guys still played for them. Mm. Like, they have an entire team of guys, Brian. Yeah, but they did have, like, four guys, like, quit slash retire. And they and lost Harbaugh. 
What's yeah. with the weird uniforms, too? All the cheerleaders looked like Black Widow. It was pretty weird. They also looked like they hired an off-brand Mario as their head coach. What's <laughs> <laughs> that guy's... Like just t- t- something ridiculous. Mario. Toso Tosoma. I'm gonna start typing in what I think it is and hope Google auto corrects. They're coming for you, Ian. Beijing uh, officer football. <laughs> Beijing sheriff football. Fourth down. You're under arrest. This uh, this team, this alternate team bit is just dying. I see why totally Dave doesn't terrible. like it. <laughs> just talk the whole thing out? Yeah, I think so. Let's just... No, 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 not at all. How did you do, Brian? Well, How were the 49ers? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about him. So I was surprised. Carlos Hyde, another Buckeye that the Browns could have had in the second round, was badass. He had, like, two touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, Kaepernick, dude, you know, they won a tough game. I don't think they were it a It was t- not a tough game. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I did follow it all along, but I didn't get to watch it. Not a tough game. Right, but yeah, bringing up Hyde goes back to my the Browns should be the like uh, master's program for Ohio State football players. It's not a bad idea. It's the only way they're going to get good. It's true. It's the only chance they really have. Who's the one? Trestle? Hire him as the next head coach. Why not? What the hell is he even doing? I think this is a good bit. I think we're going to win Dave over. You think so? Because I already don't care. We might need to get out a little faster, though. What's like, no, we got stretch. We're, we're running. we got a lot of time to fill. Hot seat, hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. All right, let's get to the hot seat. Ian, put him out a hot seat. Hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. Oh, it's so hot. Who's got questions for Ian? Anybody else? I wrote yeah, some down here. I added a couple. One just says hemorrhoids. Ian, start with that. Hemorrhoids? Uh, maybe. Hmm. Okay. What else we got? Who's your least favorite football player of all time? Oh, probably John Elway. Fair enough. Did you get laid? On your birthday. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm still waiting to marriage. At the gym? Oh, yeah, that's a gym. Yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what stays at the gym happens at the gym. Mm-hmm. Your favorite brown liquor? My favorite brown liquor. I don't. The the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials. Oh, wordplay. Uh, favorite men of gentle birth set. Set? Uh, show, whatever. Yeah, I mean, because we only played the one set just a whole lot of times. <laughs> Downstairs of the Union. One time we played there. Mike right. Patton uh, yeah. looks like blank. Mike Patton looks like he is probably in the butt stuff. We all just pictured that. Yeah. What kind of noise does he make when he's in the butt stuff? Is that the next question in the hot seat? <laughs> hot seat, hot seat! That's, that's, that's pretty prescient if that's what's written down. Make the noise. The it's, it's Like the noise when he first gets in there, like when he's in the middle of it? Your pick. Right, so Dealer's like, choice. When he first gets in there, it's... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Isaiah Crowell or Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson, because he's on my fantasy team. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I took a flyer. It's worth it to have a brown on your fantasy team. Yeah. Steamed or fried rice? Uh, fried. Well, it depends on context. Favorite birthday? Uh, oh boy, one. Because I don't remember it. I'm going to take a question, I believe, here from... Ryan Weeby, are your butthole flaps discolored? Uh, well, no, I think they're appropriately colored, but that's really uh, subjective. True. And that, that was not mine. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a Rick, that's a Rick and Morty one for you, Ian. <laughs> oh, I don't know the reference. Damn it, which one is that? I'm usually drunk when I watch those. Uh, the Alien Tribulation, David Cross. Yeah, that's right. 
I need to rewatch that one. Are the police at your house? <laughs> yeah, they might be. Woo woo, woo woo. Is it seriously? Did it just go off again? Is it there? Yeah, you yeah, you've been to my house. You know the neighborhood. It's a little wow. sketchy. It is a little sketchy. I was going to ask if when I stay at your house in a few weeks, if you are you talking about maybe moving, would it be to a less sketchy neighborhood or worse? Slightly less. <laughs> closer to where two, yeah, to closer to where two people got murdered, but you'll have that. I don't know if I ever told you guys this. Right around the corner from me, uh, on Milwaukee, um, a Uber driver shot another guy, but the guy he shot was someone who was shooting a gun at other people. So the Uber driver saved the day. Uh, oh, you told us about that when we were uh, out in Chicago. Yeah, I probably did. That's but I just bad. thought that was amazing. All right, cool the seat so down. The lesson is everyone should be armed, huh? Yeah, yes. right? <laughs> Seriously. Along those same lines, I was listening to, like, an AM station, and they had an ad for, like, a gun store around here, which Ian knows all about, the gun stores. Am I right? Hitting the gym? But, uh... The tone of the ad was essentially, uh, do you want what happened in Baltimore to happen to your family? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was so, uh, it was, I don't know. Uh, it made me know. very uncomfortable and feel like I was in like a, uh, like one of those sort of inappropriate 80s movies where like everything's totally politically incorrect. All right, time for the tweet of the week. Ian, cue up that theme music. Love of the week. Love of the week. No, you gotta do it again. All right, sorry. That was a legitimate cough. It's the tweet of the week. I feel like that was the best comedy we've had all day. (laughs) (laughs) I need a glass of water. Somebody get him some water. Put that intern on it. Has it happened? It hasn't happened. I'm still waiting. Okay, so... Check back on uh, this next week. Bernie, we'll check back on the water. Bernie, not really anything too funny this week. There was one that was kind of confusing, but it wasn't very funny. So, tweet comes from Bill Barnwell, uh, who writes for Grantland this week. Dogs by Nature, a little Browns fan site, retweeted him. At Bill Barnwell, I believe, at Dogs by Nature. Jets are really laying a beating down on squints. Syracuse. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. That is funny. With the orange pants, it actually looked a lot like the Bowling Green uh, State, whatever, Falcons, I think. Yeah, also like the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Yeah, I don't know what I said before, but those uniforms aren't good. Well, I'll tell fucking you, hideous. The brown and white ones, or the like, orange and white, like not that orange and brown is no good together. Well, those pants are awful. It's the pants. They say Cleveland and Browns on them. Uh, and the I like the orange stitching on the jersey. The brown jersey actually I kind of like a lot. I do too. White letters looks better though. I think. I think so. Yeah. I'm not totally against the jerseys. I am very much against that combination though. All right. This has been Fashion Minute. Can you cue up the theme music for that? I I don't have it. All right. I think I do. Wait. Fashion. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Sherry Oliver is texting me in the studio here. Is she in there with you? No. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, breaking news, Ian. Cue that up. So, breaking news from our correspondent out in the field, Sherry Oliver. From Urban Dictionary... Bernie Kosar, the phrase Bernie Kosar, Urban Dictionary says is a sexual maneuver in which the dominant partner takes a sh- <laughs> I didn't read it before I started reading it. I need a minute. Uh, which the dominant partner takes a shit in his slash her hand and throws it at the other in a side-armed fashion. <laughs> Maybe that's what was going on with his grill last week. (laughs) The other thing that's confusing me, guys, is that this is rife with misspellings. It's really throwing me off. But the example sentence is, she was totally into it when I gave her the old Bernie Kosar. Would she not have been into it if he had thrown the shit, like, 
you know, from a three-quarter arm slot or even overhead. Or underhanded. Or under, yeah, like... Burning goes hard. Riveting. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. What else yeah. we got this week? Uh, Titans next week. What's the thoughts? The Browns going 0-2? Yeah. Against bad teams? Who are you guys to go on 16 against all teams? Really? Fail for Cardale! Fail for Cardale! Didn't you say for Carlo. Last week, N16-0. No, I never said so. How about, uh, what's the is, what's the other guy's name? Elliot? Ezekiel Elliot? Yeah, he's only a sophomore, too, isn't he? Can we, uh... we got to have a rhyming thing for him, like... Eat shit for Elliot, or something like that. Right. <laughs> That's... Can we for Elliot? <laughs> What was the one you said, Chris? Uh, be weak for Zeke. There you go. Yeah, okay. Weak for Zeke. Credit us on that. All guests on 6Bs and a P are via the uh, Aqua Bear Legion hotline. Go to the county fair and buy some records. Lose a lot for Elliot. No. <laughs> Stab yourself I in the heart for Elliot. <laughs> Titans? Titans. Uh, Marcus Mariota is going to score a million points. I have him on fantasy if anyone wants to trade for him. Nope. I'll give you a conditional seventh rounder. <laughs> Done! <laughs> I've got a... My prediction is McCown plays. Mariota has a slump. We win in a sloppy-ass game. 14-13. I like it. You know who likes a sloppy ass game is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy ass. It's good stuff. All right. I think the Browns are going to win this week. I wish I had your optimism. Chris, what do you think? I doubt it. I'm sorry. Is there a point where we stop watching it and we still just keep doing this show? <laughs> Based on how we think it went. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I mean, how we think it went is probably going to be pretty close to how it actually went. It'd be an interesting uh, experiment. Although, like, if, if you had asked me to, like, you know, just make up the Browns' first drive in a thousand years, I never would have come up with Josh McCown takes a 20 yard sprint and gets blown the fuck up at the goal line. Yeah, fumbling into the out of the back of the end zone. Jesus Christ! Wow, it's the Browns. What do you want? Pretty unbelievable. We gotta, we gotta find the source of the curse. Any word on that? Have we got any further? Uh, well, our lead paranormal investigator, Chris Poland, what do you got? Um, I uh, haven't been looking into it. I will do my research for next week's game. I did please. think it was suspicious. It was almost like there was a, another, you know, a spirit of some sort that just did not want the football to enter the end zone or head a certain direction if it was held by the Browns, i.e. the uh, McCown... Goal line fumble, as well as the uh, immediate interception turnover. Like, I could see there being actually, a ghost or something kind of batting that ball around. He actually fumbled at about the two-yard line. You know who else fumbled at a two-yard line and is dead enough to be a ghost? I think Ernest Miner. Oh, come on, man. He's one of our few celebrity voice leaders. Well, you know. Uh, dead enough to be a ghost. Is he dead? I honestly have no idea. He's not! He could still be a ghost. He's hiding in plain sight, you see. Here he comes just, the Ghostbusters. <laughs> he just sits on the goal, he sits on the goal line and waits for it, and he waits for the Browns to come down the field. We'll be back week two. Hopefully the Browns pull out a victory. Crazy stuff happens. But, yeah, we'll talk about it, try to make it funny. And if not, I'll be here talking about the 49ers, Dave. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. All right, wow. I'm sorry, Dave. Ha-cha-cha! It's good radio, Dave. That's how you gotta do things. If he's listening this long, I very am honestly sorry. <laughs> I want to thank all of you guys for joining me. Thanks, dudes. Thanks, bro. Fist bump, bro. Bro, fist bump. All around, Ian's gonna go back to the gym. Yeah, I can't believe I've been gone this long. <laughs> From the gym. He likes to be there all the time. We'll be back next week. Thanks, AquabareLegion.com, for hosting us. Your one source for force. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.